you make me break For goodness sake I think I'm on the edge Of something new with you Hi, and welcome to Bloodsuckers, a podcast about the Twilight series by Stephanie Meyer. I'm Maddie. I'm A-Ray. I'm Christina. And I'm Gail. And we're finally back. Thanks for listening to our 23rd episode. Sometimes we bring you news, theories, discussion, and thoughts about the Twilight series and the Twilight movie. We're sorry we've been away for so long. You see, there was this whole deal with the panda and a stop sign. Long story short, we saved the world. But we're going to start podcasting again, we promise. Today is still in shock after seeing the Twilight movies and won't be released <laughs> to the public in time for the episode. Aww. Hey, you Oh no. Poor Janae. It's very sad, very sad. Anyway, our first email is from Crystal. So, Christina, could you read it for us, please? Sure, I'd be delighted. I saw the premiere of Twilight, and while I had mixed feelings, I was upset about things there could have been some improvements. Here are my thoughts on the bad stuff. The movie was uninformative enough to keep non-readers thoroughly confused. Because of that, non-readers are left off confused about characters. The acting was, well, not great. Bella can't seem to handle the concept of happy or upset. Many major scenes were cut out to help shorten the film. The meadow scene in general was a complete disaster, and Bella saying random lines that were, that were so forced it was funny. In the book, it was slightly adorable and slightly creepy that Edward watching Bella as she slept. In the movie, it was beyond creepy. He never said I love you once. Kissing scene was sort of awkward, and the sparkling scene. My thoughts. The good ones. It was funny. I loved Bella's first day. Loved the basketball s- I mean, That'd be awesome. <laughs> Shut up. Alright. Loved the baseball scene. The kiss scene at the end with the prom was cute. Loved the narrating and loved Robert Pattinson. Overall, it was an okay movie. I will see New Moon. Hopefully, they'll do a good job with that. Like that won't happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you have to like. Whereas some parts could have been changed and like something much others. I thought the movie was overall really great. And I thought yeah, Edward was a little bit awkward and creepy. And I was kind of scared he'd be hiding under my bed when I went to bed. But overall. I thought it was really great. I thought it was really good for Twilight fans. Like, I feel like people that didn't read the books had no idea what was going on. Because for the first ten minutes, my boyfriend Brian actually was paying attention, and he had no idea what was going on, and was even more bored than when he first got there. <laughs> my boyfriend Brian too. <laughs> and mine. <laughs> and mine. <laughs> my boyfriend didn't know what was going on either. <laughs> I asked him. I asked around about what people have thought about the Twilight movie, like people that I know are like Twilight fans or have seen it, and they all said that it was okay, except a lot said that Bella had like no emotion. The movie was uninformative enough to keep non-readers thoroughly confused. I think we all agree with that. We, we, yeah. That might be I wouldn't awesome. say thoroughly, but I mean, because my uh, my dad um, never read the books, and he really wanted to see it with my family and I. Well, obviously, he's part of my family. But anyway, yeah, he went to see it, like, when my whole family did. And he said that he liked it, and he wasn't really confused, but he is old. So, number two, same thing. Uh, the acting was, well, not great. Okay, not great. The funny part ever was when Edward said, like, the first line, he'd been holding his breath. And he couldn't do it, and he stopped. He was like, hi. <laughs> 
<laughs> I personally thought those acts changed every five seconds. My favorite scene was when Edward was sucking the blood out of Bella, <laughs> and <laughs> that face he made, <laughs> like, it was supposed to be a really serious scene, and I started cracking up. I know. I'm not gonna lie, some of it was like, some of it was, like, what is it? Bella saying random lines that were so forced, it was funny. Yeah, some of it was so, like, you could tell that it was so supposed to be serious that it was just hilarious. <laughs> There were a lot, like, when Carlisle was changing Edward, he was just thinking out of his neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright. So, Bella can't seem to handle the concept of happy or upset. I guess it's generally just a criticism of Kristen Stewart. I liked when she tripped, though. Yeah, that was that good. Was. <laughs> and when, when Stephanie was in it, aww. Anyway, major better scene for cut out the little short. I don't... I don't oh, think I agree. Me neither. I think the film, the only thing I think that was kind of seemed rushed was their relationship and like how it was built. But to be fair, three fourths of the movie were about their relationship, and then one fourth was about James and Victoria. Which was a lot better than I was expecting. Exactly. Like it was totally yeah. fine by. Like they couldn't have done any better than that. Yeah, and a lot of episodes, we were all worried about how like we thought that the relationship wasn't going to be the focus, and it was the whole movie was going to be about James. But I didn't feel like it was bad at all. The only thing that I would say is true about that statement was that I feel I don't feel like cut out, but I feel like it was short. I feel like the end will be ruined it about how it's supposed to be ultimately a book about the love between Bella and Edward, and same the movie. But the end of the movie should have ended with the two of them being adorable, but instead they ended it with Victoria to create a sequel, which totally destroyed the purpose of the book movie in general. Yeah, I kind of yeah, I, I know what you mean. It ends like and he pressed hold lips to my neck, I wanna say. Something like that. Yeah. And instead it ended, Victoria walked down the stairs wearing her. Crying. <laughs> Why is she always present? I thought that was a nice setup for the second movie though. I, I, don't, don't, don't. I don't think it belonged to the end. That OC in general was a complete disaster. That one kind of like I kinda of feel like it was forced. I like, like it was like he, they followed each other into the woods and I don't know, I liked it all. Uh, I liked all of that, and I really liked the part where, you know, I didn't like how they handled the heroin thing. That's so much cuter in the book. But I liked how he handled the, like, I am possibly fast and whatever part. No, I'm not saying it right, but like, I'm the world's greatest predator. Yeah. I thought that was great. I think he was trying to scare her like he should have been. Yeah, the heroin part I don't think came off as well as it did in the book because I know a lot of people in our theater when we saw it were like laughing at the line. Yeah, well, made it, I think they made it a little ser very serious in the movie, like the way he said it, and in the book it, it was sort of like a joke. This is how we interpret it, though. Yeah, it's always different to see like a director's interpretation. Yeah, I feel like we all sound like we. Oh, we totally know. I loved it. Alright, yeah. Well, we're going over the bad stuff anyway. We'll get to the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. In a book, it was slightly adorable and slightly creepy that Edward watched Bella as she slept. In the movie, it was beyond creepy. Yeah, Everything it was, it was, creepy. was creepy. I mean, the movie was creepy. Like, when they were in the restaurant, I found, like, that she'd be weirded out by him or something. If I was at dinner with him, and he said most of what he said at that dinner, I would, except for the sex, money, sex, money. <laughs> that was the funniest thing in my life. <laughs> it wasn't a trailer for us. Google it. 
Was that from the book? No. No. It, it was still funny though. That was way too funny. Yeah. That was one of the high points in the movie. Definitely. And this was yeah. sunglasses. The sunglasses, I will admit I was wrong there. He looked totally hot in them. <laughs> oh, that was sexy anime. No, it never said I love you once. That's a Is that true? I didn't notice that. I didn't notice it, but I now that I'm thinking about it, I can't remember a part where they did. Me neither, because I know he said, you're my life now, blah blah blah, like, I want to be with Hi, you Molly. <laughs> No, but I think that it was good because for people who didn't want to think the relationship was too much, like people who haven't read the book, saying I love you that soon might have been a little much for them. And for people like us who have already read the book, you know they love each other. And we're still able to appreciate it because we know that they're so much further than love that I think it was kind of okay. It was assumed they loved each other. Yeah, I think it was kind of implied with, like, the line in the lamb comment and at the hospital when she was, like, freaking out saying, like, you can't leave me, you can't leave me. Yeah, yeah I guess when you said, I'm so like the lamb, that meant I I, am. I also felt like the part in the hospital was a really good setup for how she's going to react to me. Yeah. yeah. Point. Okay, and the kiss scene was kind of awkward. Are I they talking about the kiss scene in the bedroom? Yeah, I don't think that was awkward at all. Oh, I thought yeah. that was so good, especially the part where he like pushed back to the wall. Yeah. Just even wearing pants. Yeah, the pants thing was a little weird. Mm -hmm. Do you want yeah. to just be a fuck? Hello? I'm mad she never answered human moment. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't like she took her pants off. She was like sitting in bed. In underwear and like that would be weird, but girls do that all the time, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but like, so, they couldn't have had her wearing shorts. I know. Something. Like, really? Are you serious? I agree. Like myself, that brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the sparkling scene. I completely agree because I thought it looked like he was sweating at first. <laughs> Really? No, I like that lot. I thought that it was going to be stupid and he was going to look like he had glitter all over his skin, but I really liked it. It was a lot more dramatic in my head. Yeah. He had glitter all over his skin. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of saw it as like this humongous, brilliant light flashing around him. I don't know. My brain yeah, turned like that. Because like, I feel like if he didn't know that he was supposed to be glittering, he just would look like he was sweating. Yeah. But when they like went, well from far away, like when it was at Bella's, angle it kind of looked like that but then they zoomed in on his face and it really really looked like granite in the sun i thought mm -hmm. they didn't see it enough i don't know well because i saw it twice yeah. i meant i don't see granite in the sun enough <laughs> yeah. all right all right so uh, now good good i'll do good ones it was funny yes it yeah, was what? definitely yeah. love Bella's first day yeah, I agree. yeah. mike newton yeah, one my hero. What? Oh yeah, totally. Mike, Mike Welsh, who played Mike Newton. My hero. Yeah, I couldn't believe how good he was. Perfect. At first when I saw him, I was like, eh. But then it was perfect. I like how they didn't make them the goody-goodies they were in the book. They had the hippie van, and they were like normal teenagers, and they looked like a clique. Like, yeah, it was yeah. Hold on. Was, what's his face black in the book? Tyler? Yeah. Uh, not that I know of. I, I had no idea that was Tyler until he hit her with the car. I feel like they yeah. said it on the website or something. Yeah, they did say it on the website. Like, Captain Hardwick said that, like, since there's no African-American characters in the book, that they were going to put some in the movie just for, like, diversity. But, like, I, I it was so confusing to me, because, like, when he first, like, hit on Bella or whatever, I thought it was just, like, some random kid throwing something at her. Or <laughs> whatever he did. And then, he like, 
Yeah, and then like all of a sudden, like he hits her with a car, and I was like, "Uh, excuse me, sir." Yeah. In the book, or it wasn't in the book. It was an interview that it said that he was more tan than the rest of the Forks team. The Forks <laughs> teens. So, black, tan, same thing. Yeah. I guess they ran with that. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, love the baseball scene. I agree. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Um, Alice was so graceful. Alice looks so graceful. I was thinking that. I know, I love her. Majestic Alice. Alright, you've seen at the end of Prom is cute. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love the little thing. And I love the song that's playing. Yeah. Oh my god, speaking of, I love Bella's Lullaby. Yeah, I thought I was going to be mad because it wasn't Mitch Hansen, but it was so good. I don't like it. I'm not going to lie. I don't I like, like you. Me. Nobody <laughs> does. <laughs> love the narrating. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was a really good way to, to put... Like the fact that the book is in the first person into the movie. Yeah, I Kristen's agree. really good at narrating. Like she did it for. No wait, that was somewhere else. Ignore me. Oh, in speak. I was thinking of speak first. I was thinking of into the wild, but that was Gretchen from Donnie Darko. Yeah, we always think that's her, but she was the other person. She was the other person. I always get confused. But yeah, I thought that she did. I thought the narrating was just really good because I was afraid that. The book wasn't going to be expressed correctly because they weren't going to hear what Bella was thinking at all times. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect. Mm-hmm. And then I loved how they put on the, the thing in the back of about three things. I was absolutely positive. Yeah. Yeah, the book. yeah like it was on the, it's on the back. I was really happy with that. Right. And then. Loved Robert Pattinson. Yay! Yay! She was so awkward. Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't find myself obsessively in- Okay, hold on. You have to make this clear. I think Rob Pattinson is the most gorgeous man alive. <laughs> but I didn't find myself in love with his character. The character, yeah. I was going exactly I thought he was a stalker. I thought he was obsessive. I don't know, because, Gail, you don't really like Edward in the books that much either. That's true. So maybe that's just kind of the problem you have with the character in general. I loved Edward in the book up until, um... About the time when James comes. Twilight, mm-hmm. but I just really like the way it is for me. I really like Twilight, and the rest of the books I like less. Like, nothing competes to in my head, so nothing competes to Twilight Edward in my head. But I don't know. Even up until that point in the, in the movie, it wasn't like when he was still kind of mean to her in a way, like how I liked him. I wasn't that into him. I don't know, maybe it's just me. Yeah. The only problem I had with Laura Pattinson was that. I know this isn't his fault because he's British, but was just that his accent like was sometimes a little awkward. He should have left him British. <laughs> <laughs> he's always British in my head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, did he like live in England or, or something? That was Carlisle. Uh, yeah, that was Carlisle. Edward never lived in England. Hmm. Maybe he should have. Yeah, he, he should have. He should have a British accent. Generally. Everyone with a British accent is awesome. Yeah. Oh, everyone, send your hate mail mail to bloodsuckerspodcast.gmail.com because Christina still has not seen the movie. <laughs> oh, shut up! <laughs> I'm trying, alright? You're a terrible Twilight fan. I'm trying! I've been auditioning forever. Send your votes to kick Christina off the podcast. No! Bloodsuckerspodcast.gmail.com <laughs> Everybody, vote me! 
Yeah, you've no excuse, Christina. Audition started after Twilight came out. Yeah, it's definitely been out for like two weeks now. Yeah, we're bad podcasters. Yeah. yeah. Alright. So, ooh, talking about actors, you know who I love? Taylor Lautner. Yeah. He's gonna be so good. Why do you Jasper have any lines? <laughs> I don't know, but he was... That was one thing I didn't like about it. I felt like the Collins weren't in the movie enough. He's the one who looks like he's always in pain. Yeah, I thought I thought the colors were really good, but I just wanted. Yeah. yeah. And I remember us talking about how like they look kind of awkward in the picture, but in the movie they looked really good. I agree. Yeah, I love the cafeteria scene when they're all sitting at the table. They did a really good job of costumes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is just me, but like, did anybody notice that the the whole entire tone of the movie, just the color scheme, was all like cool colors? Yeah. yeah. I thought that fit really well with the fact that, like, it was vampires, I guess. I don't know. And it it was, um, it contrasted well with when Victoria and them showed up and had the red eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was another thing I don't think they explained very well. The eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they zoomed in on, on Lorenz's eyes, but if I didn't read the book, I would be like, alright. Cool, he has eyes. Awesome. <laughs> Me too. You couldn't explain oh, that. you know what they did? They didn't explain the fact that, I mean, she she did point out to Edward, oh, your eyes change colors, glasses. No, if, when she was researching about it, I think she read about that, and like, oh, it showed up on screen. I think that was good, too. We, we didn't have to spend so much in the movie discovering about vampires. She got it all out there in one thing. Yeah, yeah. Alright, so our next email is from Nita. So, Aray, would you like to read it, please? Sure, beautiful Princess Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bloodfuckers. I'm Nita. I'm a new emailer because I found your podcast a few months ago, and it took me all this time to catch up with your episodes. I just want to say you guys rock. Every episode is hilarious, and I usually listen to you guys at night in bed, and I have to stop myself laughing too loud, otherwise I'll wake people up. By the way, I live in England, so you're handy. It's all over the world. I also voted many times on that podcast alley thing that you guys were talking about, so I hope I helped. Oh, I guess. Yay! Yay! I'm emailing to tell you about the whole aging immortal thing with the werewolf slash shapeshifters that you guys were unsure about in one of the previous episodes. I'm doing this from memory because my entire series of books are rented out to people I've converted to the series, and I couldn't look it up, so I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but I'm sure that it's something like this. If you remember, the Quileute stories the pack talks about around the fire and new moon talks about how the pack leader in the story lives for ages never aging, and he has like three wives because he keeps outgrowing them, and they die while he still lives because he doesn't, doesn't age. That's a long sentence. But then his third wife is the one he imprints on, and then it's like he decides to stop being a shapeshifter so he can live through life with her because he doesn't want to outgrow her. So the whole shapeshifter... Oh my, why can't I talk? Shapeshifting <laughs> thing makes them immortal, but only as long as they keep phasing into a wolf. When they decide they don't want to do it anymore, or it isn't needed for them to do it anymore, because there are no vampires or something... Then they stop phasing, stop being a shapeshifter, and resume the aging process. So as long as Jacob keeps phasing into a wolf, he will never age, which will allow him to be with Renesmee forever because she will be immortal too. And he will always be able to phase because he will be around the Collins a lot, presumably so being presumably so being around vampires will keep him a shapeshifter. I hope that's right, but I guess we can check once the encyclopedia thing is out, which I pre-booked from Amazon. Woo! Alright, uh, sorry for my babbling on. I'll be a regular emailer, I guess, now that I'm caught up with all of your episodes. Keep up the great work, gals. Love it. And Katsunoda's podcast rocks, too. 
I love Panic at the Disco. It doesn't exist in me. We did like two episodes. <laughs> Hello, Twilight or Vampire Nita. OMG, breaking out Twilight movies episode 12 of Captain is fit. Can, can we enjoy the use of the word fit? I love British people. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna start saying that now. And then I also like how in the very beginning she says the story the pack talks about round the fire. I like when she said she rented out her books. <laughs> yes. I like this person in general. Hello. Hi, Mia. Okay. That sounds a little strange. But I'm kind of glad. Like, I feel like we've all tried to explain this a few times unsuccessfully and tried to, like, put it into words. But I think this is, like, how it's going to work with Renesmee. And I'm glad that she was able to phrase it in a way that's understandable to normal human and being. generally be smarter than us. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I never even thought about that before. Me neither, I totally forgot. Because every time I reread the books, I skip through the legends, because I'm like, well, I already know these, and I don't feel like reading them again. I've still never read them the first time I was trying to read through so fast, (laughs) that I just never make it through the second book. Oh, I remember that, because you were like, Gail, read Twilight, so you can be in our podcast in two days. We're like, read the entire series. Good job. Yeah, you did do it. Oh yeah, you didn't do it for the first episode, but you're done by the second. Yeah, I didn't do it for the second, I was done by the third. Or that. Same thing. Whatever! Whatever. Alright, so thanks for the email, Nina. Our next email is from Ariana, and I've never met her before. Nope. Nope. I love Ariana. (laughs) And has no discussion purpose whatsoever. And we just wanted to brag a little about us going to Forks this summer. Woo! Forks! It reads, Hey gals, this is Ariana with a better email, lol. I'm so jealous. You get to go to Forks, Washington. I want to come. Hey, I'm just wondering, but are you guys going to do a contest? Ariana. Um, not to bring you guys with us. <laughs> yeah, we don't We don't even have any money to bring us with us. So we're going to kind of explain this later in my announcements, but um, basically, Life Organization, which is literature-inspired fandom events, invited us to go to out to Forks, Washington this summer for a conference called Summer School in Forks. Um, we get to go do a live podcast the first night, and we're interviewing Caitlin Nation, Caitlin Nation, who is the Twilight guy. Mitch Hansen. Again. Woo! We love him. Who asked to interview us, or who asked to be interviewed by us, we didn't ask him. All right, now for two points, we're also interviewing... Um, the principal of Hold on, can we go back to the Mitch Hansen thing real fast? We were asked by his agent. We we are talked to by people's agents? What? <laughs> Seriously. Alright, we're also having the real police chief interview. If anyone wants to email in and be our agent, we're looking for applications. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. Questions that they want to ask either Hila Nishin, Mitch Hansen, the police chief, or the principal of Forks High School. Send them on in, and because we need to come up with a script. So, we are looking for questions. Um, but we're really excited. It's like a four-day event. Anyone here can sign up for it. Um, just look up. It's called, it's called Summer School in Forks by LIFE, or Literature Inspired Fandom Events. Um, we'll put them on our top eight on MySpace. You can find them that way. And we also have a link on the vlog. Yeah, so you guys need to check it out. Um, we're so excited. Alright, we'll, we'll spaz out at that moment as it gets closer. Alright, oh, we'll do another contest sometime soon, we promise Ariana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Gail, next email, pretty please? 
Alright, well, this isn't a real email. <laughs> um, we're both suckers and I'm a cheater. Our next email is actually, I read a lot of blogs, and there's one I found on something called martinsass.com, which is a blog of the lead singer of Boys Like Girls. And just go check it out if you want, martinsass.com. Warning, a little inappropriateness in the language used, so use your discretion. Uh, anyway, I found this post. I have, here's what it says. I've always been turned off by anything vampire related. I think every vampire besides Count Chocula is a hoax and a waste of space. So this week, all I've been hearing about is this stupid new movie, whether I've seen it yet. I swear it gets better. Tonight, I got all excited to make a post saying that I was boycotting Twilight and that I didn't care what anyone thought. And there was no way that I was ever going to believe the hype. When I figured it might be a good idea to do a 30 seconds of research and at least watch the trailer once before making such a bold statement on the internet, now I'm mad and confused because it actually looks pretty good and I want to see it. So welcome to the dark side, Martin. Yes. Domination. Like this 23-year-old lead singer of a band, like a guy. So yeah. we're converting more people. Woo! <laughs> Twilight <laughs> converting haters one person at a time. Ow, ow. <laughs> Since so I'll put a link to Martin says on our website or something if you guys want to go check him out. Because we stole his. So, anyway. Alright. <laughs> so, now we're going to go to A-Ray with the latest Twilight news. I'm Speedful Princess Maddie. Hey, <laughs> I like this new title. This <laughs> group told me to say it. Not, not this time. Not this time. Not this time. No, I just want to. Alright. Summit sent out the following email. In case you hadn't heard, Twilight came out. It's a movie about some sort of- Oh no, wait, no, that wasn't in the email. That was just to go first. And then say someone sent out the following email. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, beautiful Princess Maddie. In case you hadn't heard, Twilight came out. It's this movie about some book I've never heard of. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Maybe we should go see it. If yeah. our names are Christina. Yeah, Christina. <laughs> so, someone sent out the following email. This will try the movie news update. To all of our wonderful, loyal, and fantastic fans, thank you from the entire cast and crew for your amazing support of Twilight. You've blown away all of our expectations, and we feel so honored to have made a film that means as much to you as it does to us. Without your passion, interaction, and support, this film would not be where it is today, the number one movie in America. From every city, every stop, every interview we have done, you've made this an unbelievable, nearly surreal experience, and so cool that we are all in this together. <laughs> we just heard from Summit that we'll be that we will be moving forward on to New Moon. We look forward to sharing this next chapter with you. Kirsten and Rob. Okay. So guys, New Moon has gotten the green light. Catherine Harvick is going to direct the next one, um, but Twilight made enough money the first weekend to cover the expenses for New Moon. Twilight made $70.6 million in its opening weekend. Catherine Harvick is ranked number one as a female, direct, as female director's opening weekend box office success. Twilight blew away by a landslide, the previous record held by the director of Deep Impact. 53% over the next 52 weeks is how much experts are predicting hot topic stock is about to rise, largely due to their Twilight merchandise. That's all the news for this week. Thanks to the Twilight Lexicon for those stories. Thanks, Avery. Wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah, they supposedly made enough like the first night to cover the movie for new movie. That's a lot better than I think we were expecting. They made some, like, I don't know the exact number on hand. I think it's like 56 million opening night. Blown away. I, me and Maddie both, we love the leader saying, no way this can be new. Yeah, so did I. 
Yeah, I didn't think that it was gonna make enough money outside of the Twilight fandom, but I guess they didn't need to. Yeah, I think the hype was so huge within the Twilight fandom that people couldn't help hearing about it, and so then they're like, why not? And then also, like, whoever it was, somebody said that, oh, um, Nita said that she was, like, forcing her fan her friends to read it, so I think, like, the Twilight people are trying to convert people. Yeah. And I think that we were, like, we were underestimating, like, the power of, like, advertising and stuff, like... The fact that it was the first night, it's not people who went and thought it was good and went back. It's just how much hype the movie got. Yeah. It doesn't matter if this movie ended up being five seconds long with just an annoying little kid running around on screen going, Ah, I hate Twilight! It still would have made 56 first night because it was just a night hype. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to send in the actual first night number, send it in. I don't have it on me and I'm not going to look it up. And we'll read it next week. Come on. Whatever. Hopefully more often we swear. This just reminds me um, of when everyone was complaining about something in the Harry Potter fandom. Something to do with the movies. But everyone was complaining about it and we're like, oh, let's boycott the Harry Potter movies. And then Emerson, the guy who runs MuggleNet.com, he was like, yeah, to be honest, we're all going to go see the movie even if it's just macaroni salad dancing around. <laughs> no, no, it was macaroni figures. Oh, yeah. That too. You know, little kids make art projects out of like, macaroni. <laughs> like. Moving on to the book we podcast about. <laughs> what? Another new segment. Um, some random newspaper for some random high school um, posted an article about us by some really good journalist named Alexa Ray. Yep. And my English teacher was telling me about it today because he actually read it. Yeah, Where did the newspapers come from? I didn't get one. You worked with the newspaper, Eric. How did you do that before I did? Maybe like he read it through like the newspaper director and the newspaper hasn't come out yet. Oh. I don't know. Either way. <laughs> Avery wrote an article about us. Yeah, I published it in the newspaper. Our school newspaper, not like the actual Maybe we'll convince Ari to make that available on our website for you guys, but we'll edit out like last names and stuff and school names. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Cool beans. So now we're going to move on to our next segment entitled Swoonworthy, Edward's nauseatingly adorable quote of the week. So, Christina, what's our quote this week? This week's adorable Edward quote is, You're intoxicated by my very presence. Bella, I've already expended a great deal of personal effort to keep you alive. I'm not about to let you behind the wheel of a vehicle when you can't even walk straight. Besides, friends don't let friends drive drunk, he quoted with a chuckle. I could smell the unbearably sweet fragrance coming off his chest. Drunk, I objected. You're intoxicated by my very presence. He's adorable. Yay. It's just like... What was that? Edward. Yeah. That was after, wasn't that after the scene where he came, no, it wasn't. It was after they came out of the woods after the meadow scene, and, like, she's sitting down, and, like, she want, like they're ready to go home after they kiss, and she's all dizzy. Or maybe it's right before they kiss. Either way, she just finished, like, being dizzy from the run, and she gets up to drive, and, like, she's like, no, I am driving. No, she was dizzy from the run, and then he was like, oh, I'll make you feel better, and then kissed her, and then she passed out. That's my favorite scene in the entire series ever. Mm -hmm. I just love that line. Me too. 
that's gonna be my on my business cards <laughs> when I become a professional person with a business card. <laughs> professional. I don't know what profession that would be a good tagline for. <laughs> anyway. Now it's time for Aries Cheesy Vampire Joke of the Week. But this week we're using a joke Megan sent in, so it's actually Megan's Cheesy yeah. Joke of the Week. So, Aries, would you like to start? Obviously. Hey, Christina. Yes? Who is a vampire most likely to fall in love with? I don't know. The girl next door! Because ah. it's us! <laughs> that gets two snaps up. If you'd like to send in a submission for Aries Vampire Joke of the Week, please email us at bloodsuckerspodcast at gmail.com. If we use it in the next show, we'll call it Your Name's Cheesy Vampire Joke of the Week. So Yay. now we're going to move on to our next segment entitled Vampires. Excuse me. You're the person to Amy Vampires. <laughs> oh, no, it's never going to air. It's never going to air. Okay, every time we record an episode, Talk, to talk about A-Ray's vampire, it has never gone up, so hopefully this time it will. I mean, we're not kidding, so anyway, during this segment we discuss one human character's would-be vampire power as well as what we think ours would be. This week we'll be discussing Sam and A-Ray. Not that Sam's a human, really, but whatever. Alright, Sam. I think he'd have the ability to make sly comments that no one understands until much later in the series. They don't come here. (laughs) They don't come here. They don't come here. You called that, didn't you? Yeah. (laughs) I think that was the opposite of sly. I think that Sam, but like, in reality, I think that like, he would just have his like, ability to be a leader, like natural born leader. Rachel, shut up! Continue. Yeah, I think he, he'd have like, some sort of leader power, you know, even like to convince people or just to have them follow him, because he just seems like a good leader. Yeah, the Carlisle is. Yeah, because it's not just the fact that he's an alpha. He's kind of like the big brother of the group, too. Yeah. Alright, now time for Aaron. After all this time, I haven't even thought about people. I'm have to do this spot. See, I've discussed Aaron's vampire powers like three times before, but now I don't remember. Well, you'll think of it when I start to really think. The ability to squirt blood out of her intestines on command. <laughs> <laughs> such a cool power. It would really suck if she was like that as like a vegetarian vampire though. Yeah, but with my dog and my, my 
But you'd be like, oh, I'm gonna eat you, little deer. Come back here. That would be really good at one. And I can, like, hypnotize animals. Ooh, that'd be cool. And then there's a pee guard in the middle of the podcast. Um, okay, wait, let's see. Ooh, and I think she could have the power to, like, kind of like Jasper, but just to make people happy. Because she's funny. She's not what you're talking about. I feel like it might be something with science. You could be like, I'm a mad science nerd. True. Maybe. Maybe you'd be like Siler and Heroes and you could like figure things out. Maybe. Maybe you just be like the most fashionable vampire ever. Like, kind of like how Rosalie's like, her power is like vanity. Your power will be the ability to dress yourself. <laughs> I don't have that power. You need her. That would be almost like Alice, like obsessed with her. Trust me. Alright. Alright, cool beans. So, Gail. Oh, I'm gonna see Who has the same brain? We both, me and you, we both just said cool beans. <laughs> Alright, so, Gail, would you have anything you would like to announce to us or remind us of? Well, first of all, we are a podcast. Really? Still. Are you um, sure? It's, it's December, Allie, and start voting for us again because I know that you probably had no reason to lately. Yeah. Um, but Preferably, now that we're going to start podcasting again, like to get back up in the running. Um, iTunes start giving us some more good reviews, saying, yay, they're back! And vote for us, well, I don't know, where, is that, where are we right now on iTunes? Uh, I can go look real fast, but actually, in the past couple weeks, I've looked on iTunes, and it seemed like people were still reviewing us, and every time I saw that there was a new review, I was like, oh, they're gonna come and say how much they hate us for not posting an episode, but they were all really nice. That's good. I was surprised. Hey, we didn't get any bad emails about it, so I figured that would work me to me. Oh, we're still the third Twilight podcast. Oh, we're ahead, we're ahead of the Twilight series theories. Dude, someone got ahead of imprint. What? Yeah, it was Apple. <laughs> It's like the meet the director thing. Wow. The point is, so we got. If Imprint didn't exist and that stupid thing didn't exist, we would be the number one Twilight podcast. So we're technically number two if we're going to be realistic about this. Yeah, because we can, you can count Apple and then. Yeah, because it's like it's an Apple feature like thing that you can watch. So that's obviously going to be really popular. So I can't don't count that. And of course, we're not going to count Imprints because they're cheaters. Anyway, for summer school, we've kind of already told you. Woo! Send us questions. Um, that's your, um, that's your thing this month. Contest. Send us lots of for summer school questions, and we'll read the best ones on the show. And also, email them. us if you're gonna go, because everyone should go. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Like, everyone's gonna be staying at the same motel, and, you know, we'll all be hanging out. We really want to meet people, and we really think it's gonna be a lot of fun. So... And if so maybe, you know, sometimes when people go to meet bands, they make, like, scrapbooks for the band. So if you guys maybe want to make one for Caleb or Mitch, um, they'll both be there. Or Rebel there. Or for us. No, but you can do that for us. You can send in, like, what you would do is, like, maybe on Microsoft Word, you make, like, a page by adding pictures and just, like, writing little things to them. And you have to make it so it's, like, up and down. And if you send it to us, maybe we'll make a little scrapbook and print it out for them. But if you want to do that, send us an email and we'll, we'll kind of explain it to you further. I don't want to take the time on the show. The uh, people that are sending us there are paying for everything very generously, except for our um, hotel costs. And we're poor. 
So we really need you guys to please, 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 please go to cafepress.com slash bloodsuckers and buy our t-shirts. And now we have, we have stickers. Yeah. Yeah, now we have also stickers for sale. And send so, in your t-shirt designs if you like the ones we have. Yeah, send your t-shirt designs. We're trying we're trying to get gonna try to get some of our own up. Um Ali, you're coming up. Great gift for yourself. Or if you have friends that listen to us. Um Or if you want to so, ask yeah. other people, get them for Yeah, you. last year I got I asked my parents for a Muggle Pass t shirt, so yeah, yeah, ask your parents for them for Christmas. You know, but just please buy them. I mean, you don't have to do it by Christmas because we're not going till June. But um, we really need <laughs> we really need the money because hotel is expensive. It's ninety eight dollars each, actually. It's not that bad. Shock. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's kind of it for announcements. Um, just remember to email in anything you guys want, whether it's questions, t-shirt designs, or email in about asking out scrapbooks. Email and saying you're glad you're back. Email and saying you're mad we're back. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of in school. Maddie hasn't had internet. And just, it's not, when Maddie's not here, the podcast quality goes down. Aww. Yeah. But it really Aww. does because Nick, no one keeps on track. And Aaron and I are kind of silly. So, we kind of were putting it off. But we swear we're back. We're going to keep doing it. I've been young. It's fun to know when this we start podcasting. So everyone's going to hear it worse from me now that we actually did it all. Um, we figured out a better way to record without it taking so much time. Um, eventually, we'll have perfected it, so it'll be, have a little less fuzz in it. I figured out how to, I just need to find my mic. Um, and hopefully it'll also get rid of the whole Maddie's family background thing. Yeah, and hopefully I'll get my laptop back so I can stop being downstairs with my entire circus troupe that lives with me. <laughs> so we're not going to give you any more excuses for why we didn't podcast. We didn't. We're sorry. We're back. We swear. Um, so that's it. Also, also, one last thing. For those of you who just started listening to us and listened to our last episode first. Which we're so sorry. We're so sorry. Me and Gail, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning. Gail was like, hey, let's podcast. We were having a conversation on Facebook. And we were like, hmm, maybe this would be fun. And we talked about homecoming. Instead of you don't smiling. understand how people... Okay, our, high, our second highest number of downloads is something like... 5,000 people downloaded our first episode. Our number one downloaded episode was our last episode, 11,000 downloads. That means 6,000 people were like, crap, this show stinks, because all they talk about homecoming. So, we're really sorry, that's not what our show's like. Um, Like, we we lost 5,000 subscribers because of that, and I'm really upset, because it was such a stupid thing for us to have done. But, um, yeah, so there's nothing we can do about it. So now we're going to end the show with the song of the week, where we pick a song that reminds us of Twilight. As you heard in the intro, this week's song is Hurricane, the informal weather pattern by Something Corporate. We're going to play the song in the background as we discuss it so you guys can hear it. So, my lovely co-hosts, what about this song reminds you of Twilight? Alright, we'll take it line line by line. So, well, like, the first four lines are kind of more, like, together. Shake down and make me break. For goodness sake, I think I'm on the edge for something new with you. It's kind of just like saying, like, kind of you meet you meet someone, and then all of a sudden you guys like start to fall in love, like Edward Bellage. Kind of the obvious, but I think the whole first like paragraph keep going. Shout out, don't drown me down. I'll drown you out. You'll never scream so loud as I want to scream with you. Kind of just defines them in the whole like it's dangerous and like he wants her so bad. But, like, he shouldn't have her. I don't know. And, I don't know, this probably isn't very applicable, but the 
like I'll drown drown you out thing kind of reminds me of how she jumped off the cliff to hear his voice. Yeah. Yeah, shout out, don't drown the sound. Yeah. No, I Well, the next part's really, really, really twilight. Yeah. Oh, next. Standing there with your smile, blinding, your eyes are seeing my face is I'm dying. That could be so many things. Um, standing with your smile, blinding, that's like how Edward smiles down with her, but also like how it goes on with the next line. Blinding your eyes from seeing my face as I'm dying. It's like how she's trying to, like, keep face when he's, um, telling her that, like, he's going away and he moves. And, like, the contrast between, like, how she thinks he's feeling, like, as in not caring, and how she's dying inside. Or how she's dying, really. Because she's going to yeah. die one day. Yeah. And then, but even if you take it from my face, I'm dying, figure out a girl. And then the next part, like, but you drift so far away. I'm on her because maybe I should stay and map around your world. It's basically Edward saying, like, he can't figure her out, he can't read her mind. And he's kind of debating whether he should stay or go, because he can't figure her out, if he should, like, be with her or just leave. And the map around your world part is, like, how he's, like, going, trying to get as far away from Belle as possible, so, like, he's not tempted to go back to her. He's, like, you want to be South America or something? And, huh, these curtains are still killing me. She almost drowned. <laughs> so no, oh, but the wind went and pulled me into your hurricane. Oh, that's five good ones. Okay, the wind went and pulled me. I already said that. The wind went and pulled me into your hurricane. So Jacob saved her and pulled her into his hurricane, which is like how she fell in love. But not exactly like the reason she fell in love with Jacob, but like how Stephanie said that like Jacob was a more subtle love than Edward. I also thought it was kind of like. If you think of her team like the vampire life, these currents are still killing me and you can't explain but the wind went and pulled me into your hurricane. Like, they're all gonna end up like, it's everything's gonna either kill Bella or she's gonna end up being a vampire either way. It's gonna kill her. But like, she's gonna pull into the hurricane. Oh, the vampire. Uh-huh. Um, there's sweet fluorescent enemies that live inside of me. It reminds me how Edward says that there's like the voice of a monster in his head that tells him to kill Bella. Yeah. Uh, the world moves faster than I knew. Not fast enough to creep up on you. Yeah, creep. <laughs> Edward in, new, in the in the movie. <laughs> yeah. No, um, the world moves faster than I knew. It's like how Bella is constantly aging. Oh my god, okay, so the last two lines of this part. So pull me on, uh, last three lines. So pull me under your weather patterns, your cold fronts, and the rain don't matter. Ah, oh, when I need it, because he's cold, and it's so raining for her, she hates it. But she's saying, like, but she needs the sun, but when she's with him, she doesn't need him. All she needs is him. Yeah, it's symbolic. Yeah. Ooh, symbolism. It's the perfect song. Uh, you don't do it on purpose, but you make me I was kind of thinking it the other way with how Edward feels about Bella, kind of like her baby's breath, because, well, she smells really good to him, and, like, she seems so young because he's been on the earth for, like, a hundred years, and he's only been alive for 18. And she would be his sweet catastrophe because he loves her, but 
like, you know, it's just the worst thing in the world that could happen to him. Yeah. Or you keep making a breaking down comparison. So if you said, if you don't do it on purpose, but you make me shake, that can't be ours till you wake. Give your baby's breath, free sympathies, come on to catastrophe. If you're talking about, like, Renezme, like, when she's... Do we have to talk about Renezme? She just has a baby, and, like, he's... And she's, like, lying there waiting to wake up and be a vampire. Like, if you don't do it on purpose, but you make me shake, and I can't be ours till you wake. So she's done, like, her transformation. With your baby's breath, free sympathies, come on, sweet catastrophes. Like, her turning to her vampire is a catastrophe. And, like, baby's breath is Renesmee. Um, I'm not scared. You're also so smart again. Yeah, you're so smart today. Which is weird, because usually you're the <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe this time I can follow through. I can feel complete. Stop playing with these. Stop the rain from falling. Keep my ocean calm. This time I know nothing's wrong. Maybe. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> reminds me how Edward's like, when he comes back in Eclipse, or at the end of New Moon into Eclipse, he's like, trying to redeem himself, and, you know, maybe this time I can actually do what I promised for Bella and keep her safe and always love her. And she's just like, shut up. Maybe. Stop paying dues. <laughs> Alright. Well, I think that's enough of the song. Yeah. It's a good song. Yes, definitely. Well, that's it for our show this week. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at bloodsuckerspodcast at gmail.com or visit our blog at bloodsuckerspodcast.blogspot.com. You can also be our friend on MySpace at myspace.com slash bloodsuckerspodcast. Or you can join our Facebook group. Please remember to give us a rating on iTunes and to vote for us on Podcast Alley, the links for which can be found on our website. Thanks for listening. I'm Maddie. I'm Ayray. And I'm Gail. Don't forget to buy t-shirts. Make sure to tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.